0: is only $7 per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hello friends, hello, hello. Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. Happy belated Valentine's Day. For once, I decided to actually partake in the festivities of the holiday this year, so it got me very behind in publishing this episode, but we made it. Here we are. I needed some self-care, which is exactly what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) To keep the spirit of love alive, I wanted to dive into self-love, so more specifically self-care, which is a small but incredibly important part of honoring and loving yourself. Self-care is a term that is thrown around so much nowadays, so my goal here is to expand upon it a little bit further and offer some tips and tricks to practice it and stick to a self-care routine, no matter your background, state of mind, way of being, lifestyle, etc. Here we go! Self-love is the act of loving yourself totally and unconditionally prioritizing your well-being and happiness. At a peer level, it is seeing yourself for who you are through a lens of compassion, admiration, and love. It is giving yourself permission to be and act and do things that are true to you and supporting and caring for yourself when missteps happen. To tie in last week's conversation, self-love is an important step to begin having the courage and confidence to stand in your power and create the reality you ultimately want and that ultimately allows your soul to thrive. When you take care of yourself and focus on what your mind, body, and soul need, we tend to stand behind ourselves more, feel more connected to our body and energy, and make mindful, centered decisions. This is self-care. It is taking action to fill your cup, nourishing your body, mind, soul, taking steps to ground, align, center yourself so that you can show up how you want in each moment. The goal of self-care is not to cover up the skeletons in the closet and distract yourself to feel great all the time. It will ultimately promote happiness and well-being, but that comes from consistency. The goal is to do things that help you come to an aligned, grounded, and clear state of mind, mentally, emotionally, physically, energetically, which sometimes requires facing yourself, your fears, your pain, or stopping habits or relationships that don't ultimately serve you. When we do what we want, Rather than what our bodies actually need, we often fall into a place of hopping from distraction to distraction. So self-care is meeting yourself where you are and providing the support and care you actually need and are so deserving of rather than just covering it up. (laughs) Sometimes what you need to support you will be happy, feel-good things that rejuvenates you, but other times it can be more on the side of things that need to get done but make you a little uncomfortable, like facing stuff, you know, all that stuff. There needs to be a balance there. Self-care takes commitment and consistency, which is difficult for many. You have to really prioritize it, even on the days you don't want to or feel like you can. Some that struggle with things like mental illness or chronic illness will have higher functioning days than others, so self-care can look vastly different day to day. The same goes with financial or environmental restrictions. We'll discuss options for all of that as we go through the episode. But long story short, what your self-care routine looks like is not the most important thing. The most important thing is approaching it from the understanding that self-care needs to be a daily practice and not a a once-in-a-while celebratory thing. Honoring ourselves should not be reserved for special occasions. We deserve and require daily praise and fulfillment. Not only does this give us the tools and strength to, again, stand in our power and lead a truly centered, fulfilling life, but it also allows us to be there for others. It also helps with stress management, increases productivity, creates a mindful life. It really helps set the tone for the day and boosts energy if done in the morning. It helps you feel more in control rather than being at the mercy of your environment or schedule. It improves self-confidence, self-esteem, self-worth, helps your immune system, helps with sleep when done at night. The list goes on. You can't pour into other people until you fill your cup first you have to ensure you have charged your batteries so that you can then help charge other people up. If we don't show up for ourselves first, we severely limit ourselves. So if you feel like spending time on yourself is selfish, there you go, (laughs) it's actually an incredibly selfless thing to do because it allows you to be there more optimally for people. All right, I'm gonna categorize self-care practices into four main pillars here. Ones that fulfill physical needs, ones that fulfill mental ones, and then we've got emotional ones and spiritual or energetic ones. Many activities may fulfill multiple pillars for you. Everyone is different, has different accessibility, needs different things, blah blah blah, so this will vary, obviously. Physical self-care practices are ones that take care of the physical body, so rest, keeping proper hygiene, eating what your body needs, aka Avoiding allergens or foods that trigger weird digestive issues, moving, stretching, doing a face mask, getting a massage, getting enough sleep, eating enough, drinking enough water, Mm, all that good stuff. Mental care practices are ones that help keep your mind going. So doing a puzzle, playing a game, brainstorming, setting goals, reflecting on yourself, who you are, what you want. Emotional self-care practices are ones that obviously support emotional well-being. This can be anything from journaling to meditating to taking a bath, honoring your boundaries, chatting with or getting together with a friend, talking things out with yourself, saying no, being mindful of your thoughts. Spiritual self-care practices are ones that help us stay centered and aligned with our energy and the energy around us. So things like meditating, grounding practices, manifestation practices, getting enough sleep, connecting to your guides leaving treats out for fairies, etc. Whatever you need (laughs) that helps you feel connected. Ones that may hit all of these pillars for you could be things like taking a walk, climbing a tree, yoga, bouldering, dancing, creating art, creating or listening to music, scheduling your week out, planning a future trip, all that stuff. For optimal effect, it's important to create self-care routine that includes activities that fulfill each of the four pillars. This doesn't mean you have to hit all of them in one day. If you can, fantastic, but if you can't, if that's unrealistic, then try to fulfill each one at least once a week. If you're putting all of your attention, for example, on emotional well-being but aren't taking care of your physical or spiritual well-being, there will be an imbalance. You may feel very physically exhausted or your body may not function optimally, which will ultimately bring your emotional well-being down. (laughs) So balance is essential. Sticking to a self-care routine can be very difficult, but there are a few things you can do to help maintain the practice better. So first off, just to kind of get started, brainstorm or list as many ideas as you can that resonate or interest you. I'm about to give you a bunch, that fall under the self-care category, so you'll have many to choose from to get started with this. Self-care practices can span anything from simple things like taking a shower, eating food, drinking water, to more, like, splurge-like extravagant things like going shopping or getting a massage. The more simple things should be fulfilled first before you do start doing the more extravagant ones. If your simple things, the basic necessities, are already second nature or they're already fulfilled for the day, totally go treat yourself, but you typically want to start small to ensure those basic needs are met and fulfilled. On days that you are very busy or low-functioning, only focus on fulfilling those simple needs. It may be a good idea to write a list of self-care practices to do when you are high-functioning or have plenty of time, ones for days that are moderate functioning days or when you have moderate time and then ones for low functioning or low time days. That way you already have things to pull from so fulfilling them is that much easier and doesn't require extra work and mind power. You already got your list to choose from and you can just pick what feels good. While there isn't a specific time frame for how long you should practice self-care, I would say the optimal amount of time would be about 30 to 60 minutes. I personally practice my self-care primarily in the morning. I've got a morning ritual where I go outside to move, either through yoga or Pilates. I ground, I meditate, and then I journal. I personally prefer morning rituals because they help set the tone for the day in an intention-focused way. But if you prefer a wind-down evening ritual to get some things in, that's perfectly fine. Those are great to help ensure a good night's rest and are usually focused more on reflection, which is just as powerful. You can even do a little bit of both if you can, a morning and evening ritual, and then you'll be totally solid. (laughs) For some, 30 to 60 minutes may sound impossible, but I want you to really reflect on whether it is impossible or if you just aren't prioritizing it. I used to literally have to block off the time in my schedule like I had an appointment with myself to make sure I did it. I had to force myself, but that's because I was slacking for so long, not prioritizing it. So it was very weird and difficult for me to begin because it just didn't hold as much weight as other things, which was a very flawed perspective. So set reminders and literally schedule it in like it's an important meeting with someone important because it is important and you are important. (laughs) If you truly don't have the time or want to prioritize rest instead, which is also self-care, you can just practice like five to 10 minutes or even split it up throughout the day, taking like three short breaks or something, five minutes each to fulfill one self-care practice. Again, it can be as simple as taking deep breaths or drinking water or going on a walk. It may be even worth removing something in your schedule that drains your energy and replace the time you would give to that thing with a self-care practice instead to make some more room, you know? Try to, try to squeeze it in as you can. Start small in the beginning, don't load up your time with a ton of different practices, just pick like, oh thistle, just pick like one to three little things that you want to do. After about a week or even a couple days of regular practice, Reflect upon how it's making you feel or what changes you have noticed. This can also increase motivation to stick with it because you'll be aware of how much better you're feeling and what new practices you want to try and all that good stuff. After about a week or two, perhaps add in a new one or switch to a different one if you'd like. There's a lot of, we'll talk about this more, but there's a lot of growth and expansion that comes with exploration and trying new things. Another tip would be to mix your self-care into a time you already have a set routine. For example, if you wake up, brush your teeth, make coffee, get dressed, and eat, in that order, every morning, plan to practice a thing or two between making coffee and getting ready. When you integrate self-care into a routine you already have down, it helps with consistency. Consistency is key. Sometimes when I'm really not feeling it, I'll simplify my routine a lot by doing like a five- minute movement thing in a two-sentence reflection rather than a 30-minute movement in, like, 10-minute journaling session. This ensures I do something when I'm just not in a place to fully give my time and attention to it, you know? At least I did it, and I'm keeping on with that consistency. If I'm really struggling and just can't get myself to do it, one thing I do is I count down from 10, The idea is that when I get to one, I have to get up. I just have to command my legs to stand and do whatever I need to do. Like a sergeant. Like, stand up, walk, go. Do this. Thank you. (laughs) Good job. Just want to share that in case it helps. You can even decide with a friend that you'll keep up with self-care together so that you have an accountability buddy. You can text them once you've done it, perhaps even sharing what you did and what pillars it covered or something or not. Whatever. Rewarding yourself after doing it is also a great way to encourage it, it's like training a dog. You can either reward yourself with something like coffee, or perhaps a few minutes to waste time and scroll on your phone, or treat yourself to a movie you like, whatever floats your boat. A little thing I do, this is very simple. I really find satisfaction in crossing things off a list, so I'll write out my schedule for the day and as I accomplish my self-care tasks, I cross them off, which brings me joy and a sense of accomplishment. It's the little things, man. I really love crossing things off a list. (laughs) Most importantly, don't get down on yourself if you miss a day. When you put so much pressure on yourself to do something or else you're a failure or like you know when you get really intense like that you essentially set yourself up for failure because there's so much like anxiety and fear about not doing it you know so be gentle with yourself if you miss a day rather than going down a self-deprecation spiral give yourself love that's 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 all you need. You just need more love in those moments because obviously something happened and you weren't able to prioritize yourself. And so you just kind of need a little bit more love rather than more separation. So give yourself some compassion and support as needed. Give yourself a hug, some deep breaths, whatever you need. All right, we're at the point now where I'm going to just list off a ton of ideas to give you a better idea of what self-care can look like and tangible ways to begin practicing. It may be a good idea, again as I said before, to make note of what resonates or interests you so you can try it on for size. There are obviously a ton of various ways self-care can be performed. This is not an extensive list by any means, but offers some range depending on your capabilities and what is realistic for you. Alright, we're going to start with spa type self-care. Give yourself a massage, grab your favorite scented oil, lotion or don't. The massage can be concentrated on a single problematic area in your body, or you can take an opportunity to massage everything, just touching and giving gratitude and love to every part of your body for working so hard every day. Take a bath with some Epsom salt or a bath bomb, flower petals, candles, or without any of those, or take a shower. You can set an intention when going into the water that it is cleansing all energies that aren't needed and infusing your energy with warm, radiating energies of love instead. Feel the sensations as your body is cleansed and rejuvenated as you have your bath or shower time. Make it a meditative practice if you want. You can even go into the massage right after the bath or shower, or if you want something a little bit more subtle, simply put some lotion or oil on after and speak to each part of your body as you as you moisturize, (laughs) thanking it and feeling the beauty and power in this beautiful vessel you are residing in. If you don't have access to a shower or bath or don't have the energy to do either, perhaps grab a wipe or a towel with water and wipe yourself down. Feeling clean and fresh can really boost your mental state. If you want, you can even get a towel steamy by dampening it and putting it in the microwave or soaking it in warm water, but whatever you need. Get, get Get that dirt off and moisturize yourself. Brush your hair. Feel and experience all the sensations that come with it as you get those blood vessels flowing and that crown chakra energy glowing. (laughs) Get your nails done or paint them yourself. Give yourself permission to experiment with color or little stickers and designs. If you don't like them, you can always redo them. Get your hair done or style it some fancy way that makes you feel beautiful and or handsome. Make a smoothie, make a juice, bake, cook, drink water. Feeling dehydrated and hungry. <laughs> Personally, it makes me not feel good. It makes me feel very anxious. It doesn't do your body good, so stay hydrated and fueled with your food so you can feel refreshed and focused. Make or get a meal that makes you happy. There has to be balance here, though. Self-care is also about eating mindfully and intuitively. Ask your body what it wants rather than forcing something down. What will make it feel powered and energized? Go outside, take a walk, take a hike, sit under the stars, or even look out the window at the moon or the sun as it rises or sets. Open the windows to let some moonlight and or sunshine and or fresh air in. (laughs) Those are all incredible energy neutralizers and empowerers, so let it into your space or go outside to feel the centering power of the energy on your body. Do a workout, either at home or at the gym. YouTube is a great resource. I also really like the Nike Training app, which is free. Perhaps try some yoga or Pilates. Um, You can find various videos on YouTube. For yoga, my favorite is Yoga with Adrian, and for Pilates, I like Move with Nicole a lot, so you can explore those if you like. Or simply stretch a little bit. If you can't get up, stretch in bed, or move around each part of your body to connect with it and thank it or release any tension in it, you know? Tighten and release every everything starting from your toes to your nose. <laughs> this is random, but the creator of Pilates specifically began the practice with the intention of finding ways to build strength for those that were bedbound. So, getting a great workout while staying in bed <laughs> is absolutely possible. Dance in bed, roll around, do sit-ups, wiggle. Experiment. Do whatever you need to. Find various uplifting quotes. That used to be a favorite pastime of mine. I would write quotes that really resonated with me on my windows and mirrors and inside my journals. I would also add in some affirmations that I like. It brought me a lot of joy and motivation. Make a playlist of your favorite songs or songs and sounds that remind you of a happy time or calm you. Listen to a podcast or audiobook that makes you feel good. Watch a happy or funny movie you like. Read a book. Watch a motivational video. It could be a TED Talk, some sort of speech, or whatever you like. Go to the movie theaters if you want. Take yourself out on a date. Buy yourself flowers and chocolate if that makes you happy. Get dressed up and go out to the movies and dinner. Write yourself a love letter. Oh, you know it would be kind of fun if you wrote yourself a love letter and then mailed it to yourself? Then it's kind of like a surprise. <laughs> Write little love notes to other people maybe even and send them off to them. Ooh, it could even be anonymous. That's fun. (laughs) Play a game or do a puzzle. If you don't have any puzzles, draw a picture on a piece of paper and cut it out to create your own or you can even just grab an image from a magazine that inspires you or brings you joy and same thing, cut it out. When you do a puzzle, you're staring at a single image for a long time, so it might as well be something worth looking at. You can even maybe do that with, like, old vision boards. Practice journaling. List out everything you're grateful for, everything you love about yourself. Vent if needed. Write an angry letter and burn it. You can try my method of pulling out an oracle card and reflecting upon how it resonates with your life and how you can integrate the guidance. Oh, I just, I just thought of this right now. Going back to sending other people a letter, maybe you can even just send them one like of those like stupid little jokes that are on Popsicles, you know? Like Google jokes and just send people <laughs> anonymous jokes. That's fun. Create art, make poetry, dance, color in a coloring book, crochet, make jewelry, be your own muse, scrapbook or make collages of things that inspire you, or even just color palettes you like, or have it just be about your beauty because you are so beautiful. (laughs) Make a vision board. Self-care is also making changes that are ultimately necessary for you to lead a healthy, fulfilled life. So if there's a habit you do that falls under the, like, self-sabotage category or makes you feel physically, mentally, emotionally, or energetically just not good, don't do it. If it's an addiction, perhaps reach out to someone for help, join a Facebook group, or talk to a close friend about it. It may be worth listing the things you spend much of your time and energy focusing on throughout the day and reflecting upon what stresses you out or makes you uncomfortable and what you can do about it. What is causing the discomfort? What practices or pillars would help balance it out or help you work through it? Simplify your life. When we have a lot of stuff, our energy is being spread thin to things that don't serve us. Go through all of your clothes. Which ones haven't fit for a while or just don't look good? Let them go. What knickknacks have been hanging around or like stuffed in drawers and stuff but don't mean much to you? Let them go. Donate them. Let them find a new home. Let them bring somebody else happiness. What's Marie Kondo's phrase? I think it's sparking joy. Only keep what sparks joy. That way, any anytime you interact with anything around you, it uplifts you or reminds you of something happy. So you'll only have your favorite outfits as options and feel so excited to get dressed in the morning or have your, like, favorite little memories around you that just make you smile. If you're having a low-functioning or low-time day, change your clothes, even if it's just switching into new pajamas. Brush your teeth, wash your face, or at the very least, perhaps rinse your mouth with mouthwash or water. Whatever you need to do. Very simple. Put dirty dishes in the sink and dirty clothes in the hamper. Tidiness helps declutter the mind, so if you don't have energy to do a full-on clean, do simple things like that. Make your bed if you can, so you have cool, crisp sheets to slip into. A good friend of mine used to always say the two things you should do every day are clean your kitchen at night, And make your bed in the morning. (laughs) That way you start and end your day with the fresh slate. You go to bed with a nice crisp bed and you wake up with a nice fresh kitchen. I'm terrible at making my bed so that's never been one I stuck with but keeping the kitchen clean makes such a difference for my peace of mind for some reason. I eat a lot and I drink a lot of tea so I'm in there constantly and having a tidy kitchen makes me feel so calm and at peace. Ugh! It just makes me so happy, it's like sunshine. (laughs) So prioritize things that honestly make you feel good. Take some time off of your phone every day to stay present in your environment. I recommend practicing that anytime you're having a self-care appointment with yourself so that you can stay focused on yourself. But if your phone is needed for the practice or you just, it's just needed, then perhaps pick a different time to practice that one if you can. Reach out to friends, go on an adventure somewhere, Go to a new cafe or restaurant, spend time playing with your pets or your friends' pets, feed the little critters outside, feed the squirrels, feed the crows, light some candles, use an essential oil diffuser, burn some incense, cleanse your home and your body with smoke from sage, cedar, lavender, rosemary, palo Santo, etc. Cleanse your crystals, take a nap, meditate. Connect to your sexuality. Have a sexy dance party with yourself. (laughs) A great way to start with this is by moving your hips in a circular or figure eight motion to get that energy in your sacral chakra flowing. Then begin moving off track a little. Keep your hips moving around and allow that movement to expand out into your torso, arms, neck, head. Feel that sexual energy overflowing. Play with it. Explore it. Put on something that makes you feel nice, you know, like some lingerie or... I don't know, don't wear anything, whatever, whatever, you, whatever floats your boat, just, you know, fully immerse yourself in that sexual energy. Look at yourself in a mirror and gently gaze into your eyes. Put one hand over your heart at the center of your chest and the other at your solar plexus just below your ribs and tell yourself aloud, I love you, I forgive you, you are so beautiful, I see you, I honor you, whatever you like. Have a very intimate moment with yourself. You can even do this coming out of a shower or bath. The U.S. in particular is weird about the naked body, but it's very natural. It's our special vessel, our specifically chosen meat suit. (laughs) So give yourself time to be naked, even if it's just while you do your hair or something. Or again, doing that little practice where you're looking at yourself in your eyes and telling yourself that you love yourself, you know? Come right out of the shower and just honor your body. Experience the beauty and power it holds. If you're feeling it, perhaps even sign up to be a nude model for a figure drawing class. I've got to say there's something very freeing about being naked in a public setting like that. My boyfriend is an artist, so I did a couple times like nude art modeling, which offered me so much healing. Honestly, it was incredible. Since I have experienced so much sexual abuse and harassment throughout my life, I felt very disconnected and confused about my sexual side for a long time. Dance helped me feel better in my body, but nakedness was too vulnerable for me a lot, and posing nude for art is incredible at making you feel confident and beautiful in a very safe setting. It is kind of painful holding positions for so long, so just as a heads up, but it does pay really well if you do it at like a studio or art school or something, so yeah, so I mean if you want to, definitely like apply or go for it, I highly recommend it, it's very empowering. If you have the means, perhaps even hire an artist you trust or feel safe with to create artwork of you nude, or you can hire a photographer to do nude uh, photos or whatever. If that's all too much, then you can hire a photographer to take just normal photos of you or perhaps, like, private, like, boudoir ones or happy family ones, whatever you want. Put your phone on video mode and move and pose in front of it. Pause it at times you like and screenshot them so that you have lovely photos of yourself, you know? You can do that photo shoot with yourself. Maybe even pose in front of a mirror or something. Celebrate you, you know? Just look at all that beauty, Hmm. Pretend you're on America's Next Top Model or whatever those like modeling shows where I used to do that. (laughs) Just stare at yourself in the mirror and like find your angle. Say no when you don't want to do something. Respect your time and find balance when you're feeling overwhelmed. It's not worth overworking yourself, take a break, or set time limits on things when needed. Ask for a pay raise. Don't tell yourself no. Allow situations and other people to tell you when something doesn't work, but don't limit yourself beforehand. Give yourself permission to ask for what you want. If you have kids, perhaps set time for them to also do their own self-care practices while you do so you can all have a moment of filling your cup together. Hire a babysitter and have alone time if you want, even if it's just to go to a park or something. Doing things outside of your comfort zone is also really effective. Allow yourself to explore new hobbies, meet new people, put yourself out there, push your limits. You only live once. Not really, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Give yourself permission to be you. There are websites such as Living Social and Groupon where you can find discounted rates on various activities and restaurants and stuff. I've explored many cool things that I wouldn't have thought of doing before, like taking an archery class, riding in race cars around a racetrack, feeding ostriches, aerial classes, indoor skydiving. It has a lot of random things that are just kind of (laughs) cool. Perhaps even save money each month if you can so you can save up for a fun activity at some point in the future that you really want to do. Maybe set one day a month where you completely let go of routine and just follow your urges. Want to make something new for breakfast or go to a bakery or something? Go for it. Want to take a drive and just see where you end up or want to explore a new city? You know, like, honor that. Have an adventure day. It's important to keep in mind that during self-care practices, it's okay not to be okay. Self-care and self-love aren't about fixing yourself or pushing heavy feelings away, but rather meeting yourself where you are and honoring and supporting yourself, showing yourself that you are worthy of comfort and peace and happiness because you are always worthy of that. If you feel disconnected with yourself and are unsure of where to begin with your self-care practice, it may be worth reflecting on what types of activities make you feel alive, happy, passionate, excited, what types of practices or activities you have always wanted to try, what you need more of right now, what you need less of. The big question is, how can you honor yourself more every day? So by running through all of those, you can kind of start figuring out just a couple little small things, you know, to get started with. Again, start small. You don't have to start with like big, huge things. Start little, twinkle in there. This is supposed to be a daily practice, so you don't wanna uh, make like unattainable goals. Keep it simple. Giving yourself the flexibility to explore various self-care practices every once in a while offers a lot of great expansive opportunities. So give yourself room to try on new practices every so often Or, when you have extra time, find something new and exciting to do. Your needs, energy level, and capabilities may change day to day, so be prepared with your various lists of the high, medium, and low functioning or time days. Or you can just wing it all. (laughs) But regardless, meet yourself where you're at. (laughs) I love you. I hope you enjoy loving yourself a little bit more today. (laughs) Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about what I do, visit channelwithamber.com. For future updates on the show, to give some feedback on future episodes, or to just connect, follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. Shout out to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.